Hello, welcome to Daily Prayer today for August 9th, 2021. Glad that you are with me. Let's go ahead and get started. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. Eternal God, we give you thanks that through the gift of our baptism, you call us to a new way of life in your realm of grace and peace. By the power of your Holy Spirit, let your will be done in our lives and in this world that you love. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our readings for today are Psalm 5 and 145, 2 Samuel 13, 17 through 38, Mark 9, 42 through 50. Listen for God's word to speak, speak to you. Psalm 5. Give ear to my words, O Lord. Give heed to my sighing. Listen to the sound of my cry, my King and my God. For to you I pray. O Lord, in the morning you hear my voice. In the morning I plead my case to you and watch. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil will not sojourn with you. The boastful will not stand before your eyes. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful. But I, through the abundance of your steadfast love, will enter your house. I will bow down toward your holy temple in awe of you. Lead me, O Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before me. For there is no truth in their mouths. Their hearts are destruction. Their throats are open graves. They flatter with their tongues. Make them bear their guilt, O God. Let them fall by their own counsels because of their many transgressions. Cast them out, for they have rebelled against you. But let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them ever sing for joy. Spread your protection over them so that those who love your name may exalt you. For you bless the righteous, O Lord. You cover them with favor, as with a shield. Psalm 145 I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. God's greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall laud your works to another, and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty, and on your wondrous works I will meditate. The might of your awesome deeds shall be proclaimed, and I will declare your greatness. They shall celebrate the fame of your abundant goodness, and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all, and God's compassion is over all that God has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your faithful shall bless you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power, to make known to all the people your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all God's words and gracious in all God's deeds. The Lord upholds all who are falling, 
and raises up those who are bowed down. The eye of all who look to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand, satisfying the desire of every living thing. The Lord is just in all God's ways and kind in all God's doings. The Lord is near to all who call on God, to all who call on God in truth. God fulfills the desire of all who fear God. God also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love God, but all the wicked God will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord, and all flesh will bless God's holy name forever and ever. First reading is 2 Samuel 13, 23-39. After two full years, Absalom had sheep shearers at Baal-Hazor, which is near Ephraim, and Absalom invited all the king's sons. Absalom came to the king and said, Your servant has sheep shearers. Will the king and his servants please go with your servant? But the king said to Absalom, No, my son. Let us not go, all go, or else we will be burdensome to you. He pressed him, but he would not go, but gave him his blessing. Then Absalom said, If not, please let my brother Amnon go with us. The king said to him, Why should he go with you? But Absalom pressed him until he let Amnon and all the king's sons go with him. Absalom made a feast like a king's feast. When Absalom commanded his servants, Watch when Amnon's heart is merry with wine, and when I say to you, Strike Amnon, then kill him. Do not be afraid. Have I not myself commanded you? Be courageous and valiant. So the servants of Absalom did to Amnon as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons rose and each mounted his mule and fled. While they were on the way, the report came to David that Absalom had killed all the king's sons, and not one of them was left. The king rose, tore his garments, and lay on the ground, and all his servants who were standing by tore their garments. But Jonadab, the son of David's brother Shemiah, said, Let not my lord suppose that they have killed all the young men, the king's sons. Amnon alone is dead, and has been determined by Absalom from the day Amnon raped his sister Tamar. Now therefore do not let my lord the king take it to heart, as if all the king's sons were dead, for Amnon alone is dead. But Absalom fled. When the young men who kept watch looked up, he saw many people coming from Horonaim, rode by the side of the mountain. Jonadab said to the king, See, the king's sons have come as your servant said, so it has come about. As soon as he had finished speaking, the king's sons arrived, and raised their voices and wept, and the king and all his servants also wept very bitterly. But Absalom fled and went to Talmai, son of Aminahud, king of Geshur. David mourned for his son day after day. Absalom, having fled to Geshur, stayed there three years, and the heart of the king went out, yearning for Absalom, for he was now consoled over the death of Amnon. If you are hearing sounds, they're, they're doing some work on the roof. So that's what's going on. Our second reading is Acts 21, 
17 through 38. From Miletus, he sent a message to Ephesus asking the elders of the church to meet him. When they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the entire time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears, enduring the trials that came to me through the plots of the Jews. I did not shrink from doing anything helpful, proclaiming the message to you and teaching you publicly and from house to house, as I testified to both Jews and Greeks about repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus. And now as a captive to the Spirit, I am on my way to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and persecution are waiting for me. But I do not count my life of any value to myself, if only I may finish my course and the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the good news of God's grace. And now I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will ever see my face again. Therefore, I declare to you this day that I am not responsible for the blood of any of you, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole purpose of God. Keep watch over yourselves and over all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, to shepherd the church of God that he obtained with the blood of his own Son. I know that after I have gone, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Some, even from your own group, will come distorting the truth in order to entice the disciples to follow them. Therefore be alert, remembering that for three years I did not cease night or day to warn everyone with tears. And now I command you to God, commend you to God and to the message of God's grace a message that is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all who are sanctified. I coveted no one silver or gold or clothing. You know for yourselves that I worked with my own hands to support myself and my companions, and in all this I have given you an example that by such work we must support the weak, remembering the words of the Lord Jesus, for he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. When he had finished speaking, he knelt down with them all and prayed. There was much weeping among all of them. They embraced Paul and kissed him, grieving especially because of what he had said, and they would not see him again. Then they brought him to the ship. And from Mark chapter 9, verses 42 through 50. If any of you put a stumbling block before one of these little ones who believes in me, it would be better for you if a great millstone were hung around your neck and you were thrown into the sea. If your hand causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than to have two hands and go to hell, to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than to have two feet and to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to stumble, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than to have two eyes and to be thrown into hell, where the worm never dies and the fire is never quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if salt has lost its saltiness, how can you season it? Have salt in yourselves and be at peace with one another. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So our readings for today. 
Um, sorry, I'm a little distracted. Uh, we have um, a continuation of the story about Absalom and Amnon. So Amnon raped Tamar, Absalom's sister. So now Absalom has kind of let that um, let that be for a while until he puts this plan into place and he has a great feast and he invites all the sons of David, all of you know these fellow brothers gathered together. David doesn't want to go. He says it's not good for all of us to be in one place because something bad might happen. Um, and so Absalom says, well, at least let Amnon come, the, the oldest of the sons. He says, okay, you can let him go. So he goes and there Absalom conspires to have Amnon killed when he's drunk. Um, so his servants go and kill him. And then Absalom runs away, goes to another place for um for about a year or three years excuse me and then he is then david is asking for him again so we have absalom killing his brother and again this sword has not departed from david's house um one brother rapes a sister then the brother of the sister um kills the other brother um, there's turmoil. There's all sorts of these inner, any, inner workings and all of these things going on within this household of David's. Um, it's chaotic. It's, it's, um, it's crazy. And, you know, it, frankly, it's not unlike the household of kings at this time. Oftentimes there would be multiple wives. Oftentimes there would be multiple children, and it would be fairly commonplace for them to kill one another. Um, the hope is that it would be better in this situation, but it's not necessarily. So um, then we have Paul giving sort of these, these final exhortation to the, the church in Ephesus, um, reminding them of all that he has done with and for them and taught them that he sort of took care of himself and, and, and watched over his own, um, uh, you know, lodging and, and food and that sort of thing so they didn't have to be burdened with that. Um, he commends them to be servants of one another. He is on his way to Jerusalem and he definitely gets this sense that something bad is going to happen and uh, a lot of people are having this sense as well. So they're on their way. And then we have Jesus um, continuing on his conversation. Remember he he drew a child near him and said, you know, the one who goes into the kingdom of God is, should be one who is like this. And then he says, the one who teaches or leads astray a child, it would be better for them if a millstone, a giant stone, were tied around their neck and they th be thrown into the sea. That would be a better thing than to lead astray a child. Um, Ministry to children and to youth is very important. Um, and there are times that we don't give good answers, frankly. Um, and there are times when we don't give answers at all or don't give faithful answers and don't wrestle with the questions that, especially youth, I'm really kind of thinking that middle school, high school age, um, that really need to think through some of these things. And when we don't answer faithfully, when we don't answer well, we can lead them astray. 
and that's not good. <laughs> that is very much not good. Um, I have heard so, so, so many stories about young people, especially who have been hurt by the church for a myriad of different reasons. Um, most of them fairly innocent things, you know, just asking questions and ba basically being told it's don't ask questions um, or, you know, um, seeing the church be acting like people um, rather than the church that it's supposed to kind of like David's household as acting like any other royal household. And yet we have a higher standard for them. Um, sometimes it is terrible things. Sometimes it is abuse of all various kinds. There are so many young people out there in our world who have been turned away from the church because of actions of us. Um, things that we have said, things that we have done, and usually not things that we have meant to do. Um, but nonetheless, that's, that is the outcome. We need to be conscious of that um, when we're dealing with children, when we're dealing with, frankly, adults, right? And, and young adults, especially. Um, how we answer um, our faithfulness it's not about having all the right answers, right? It's, it's about being faithful and sincere. And when we don't have an answer to something saying that, that's okay. That's, a, that's an acceptable answer to say, you know what? I really don't know. I'm struggling with that too, right? Um, being honest about our struggles, that will do us far better than, um, than having all the right answers. Anyways, that's my little sermon for today. Let's go ahead and join together in prayer. Satisfy us with your love in the morning, and we will live this day in joy and praise. Loving God, as the rising sun chases away the night, so you have scattered the power of death and the rising of Jesus Christ, and you bring us all blessings in him. Especially we thank you for the ministry of word and sacrament. those who serve and care for others. The affection of our friends. Your call to love and serve one another. the presence and power of your spirit. People of God, for what else do we give thanks? We give thanks for the hard work of people who fix roofs and, and put things together. Mighty God, with the dawn of your love, you reveal your victory over all that would destroy or harm, and you brighten the lives of all who need you. Especially we pray for the church in the Asian Pacific region. Endangered species of animals and plants. 
those who are isolated by sickness or sorrow, those who suffer mental anguish, all who seek the way and truth of Christ. People of God, for what else do we pray? We pray for Ernie, who is recovering from knee replacement surgery. We lift up an online prayer request for Rebecca and an online prayer request for Mina. We pray for Lynn, a friend of Bill's sister, whose husband Jim died last week. For Pam, a friend of Bill's who is back home. For Rebecca, a close friend of the Marler family. An online prayer request for a friend facing medical issues. For Mary, who slipped at work. For Sandra, a friend of the Prices, whose husband fell and died as a result. For Nick, who's having a knee replacement next week. For Barbara, who continues to have health concerns and is recovering from a stroke. For Sandra who had an online prayer request for her family and health. For all the many prayers that are on our hearts and our minds, we pray that you would do immeasurably more than we could ask or imagine. Holy God, your love is higher than the heavens and your grace is wider than the sea. Awaken our hearts to the joy of your presence and open our lips to sing your praise to the glory of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now let us continue to pray using the words that Christ taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. Now let us serve the Lord with gladness. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Thank you so much for joining me today for daily prayer. Join me tomorrow for some more. Like this video, share it with someone else. Click on the subscription and the notification button, as well as going to our website, johncalvinchurch.org. Our liturgy today came from the Book of Common Worship of the Presbyterian Church USA 2018 edition. Our readings came from the New Revised Standard Version of the Bible. And our, that's it. That's all of it. All right. Thanks for joining me. Have a blessed day. We'll see you next time. Bye.